Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. Pastor Josiah here, um, your faithful host. Um, we get dig into the scriptures in every episode, um, taking usually the scripture of the day from um, the U version. Scripture of the day uh, comes to my phone faithfully every day, and all I got to do is uh, swipe down, look at it. I can press on it, and it takes me to the actual app itself, and I can read the whole chapter if I want. Um, because all faithful listeners to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast know how important context is. Um, in fact, uh, Easton. Our recording engineer is here with me. Easton, do you think we should try a t-shirt that says context matters to me? Something along those lines? Or Yeah. You know what? This is what I was going to say earlier before oh, when we were talking that I was thinking about context. So I grew up with a, uh, f- maybe I said this to you at the men's breakfast. I don't remember. Well, you didn't say it to the listeners, so go ahead. Well, maybe not. So uh, growing up, uh, I had a pastor uh, at my home church whose name is Julie Wells. Shout out. Esther Julie. Hey, Julie. Um, she always said uh, when she was talking to people uh, and that were questioning things or that would try to make statements to her, unless you have a verse to back that up, I just don't believe you when mm-hmm. people say outlandish things. And I think especially now, mm-hmm. even saying a verse by itself isn't enough. No, like, it I isn't need... enough for Scripture podcasts. That's no, for sure. especially not there. Give us a chapter. Do you have a chapter, chapter to back that up? Yeah. Have you looked the whole Bible to see if there's anything else that might reference this also as well. You know, uh, friends, I'm smiling, Easton is smiling, <laughs> but we're not kidding. Yeah, no, seriously. You need that, man, context. Yeah. It'll get you in so much trouble. But you guys know that. That's why you come here. Yeah, that's what we're about. All right, well, I'm really excited about today because we go all the way back to Genesis. Um, we've told you in prior episodes that we are not afraid of the Old Testament. And just to prove it, we are going to walk into the dark. And we're not even whistling. And uh, we're going to get into Genesis. Uh, exciting verse about Abraham. Uh, and, and it's from chapter 15. Um, honestly, people, if you've only ever read Genesis, this is an appeal. If you've only read pieces of Genesis so you can get into fights with e- atheists at your job, man, you have got to go back to this book. This is rich stuff. And uh, talking about context and the intent of the book. Genesis was written to inspire faith and ground our trust and to show us God's care and how and his intentions for his created universe and how he gathered from one man um, a nation of people to um, be the answer to sin and darkness in the world and the way that his Messiah the you know he would incarnate himself in Jesus Christ through this promised family and it's just juicy stuff, man. So Genesis is a great book. Don't stay away from it um, just because you think it's something to fight about. It's not. Don't let people ruin it for you. Okay, so we're going to be in Genesis chapter 15. And um, I love this for several reasons. But here again, context is going to be awesome. Um, Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, reading in the ESV says, And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. He believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. Now, this is such a great verse, but, dude, almost incomprehensible without context. So it makes a good verse of the day if it causes you to press on it and get into it a little deeper. It's not a good verse of the day if you just stop there because you don't know he, who he is, unless you already know from your prior you know, Bible knowledge, but you don't know who he is. You don't know why the Lord would count it to him as righteousness, and maybe mostly, most importantly, you don't know what he's believing from the Lord. And he believed the Lord, 
and he counted it to him as righteousness. So there's so much missing there. It's a beautiful, rich verse. If you know a lot about the Bible, or even if you know some, you know, a lot is maybe exaggeration. If you know some about the Bible, I could definitely see it just encouraging you, but only because it's playing or pulling on your prior knowledge there. So we have to remember this stuff, especially when we are um, bringing people who are newer in the faith. Let's say you're sending, you know, if you got a brother that's new in the faith, a sister that's new, and, and you like text them this verse, hey, just thinking about you, want to encourage you. That's good, but think about it. They need the background, you know, they need the background. Okay, enough harping on that. Let's uh, let's let's unfold it. So this story, um, like I was alluding to at first, is about Abraham. This is the man that God chose. Um, he was living in the land of Ur of the Chaldeans. And so he's nothing, there's nothing cool about him. He was not like, um, you know, the Bible, at least let's put it this way. I don't know about Abram because I wasn't there, but the Bible does not give us any information that would make it seem like Abram was this cool guy. We just get this kind of neat little backstory where him and his extended family were like, for some reason, heading towards Canaan, which is where the promised land was going to be. Um, and you know, there, oh, there's so much to get into, but I just got to keep moving. So his family's kind of headed in that direction, and then they just, they they stop. And then God chooses Abram and goes, leave your family. So leave your people, your family, and go to a land that I will show you, and I'll give it to you and your ancestors. And it's like he's talking to a guy. Now, you've heard this and heard this, but let's put on our fresh ears. He's talking to a guy that is married to a lady that cannot have kids, Okay. And he's telling him to leave his family at a, at a day and age when that was an even bigger deal than it is now. Okay, in our culture, Midwest America here, so we're in Missouri, leave your family in Missouri and move to Utah is a big deal. Okay, now, I'm not picking on Utah. I could have said anywhere, you know, but I'm just saying it's a big deal already because you don't know anybody there. But this is America. You speak the language. You could get a job. You could start working. You could get to know people. Not that big of a deal. Man, in the ancient world, leave your family. That's crazy. That is crazy talk. They are your safety, your food supply, your retirement plan. You can't, you know, you need these people. This is a big deal. So basically, God is asking basically an impossible thing from Abram, and he he does it anyway. Okay? And the reason why God told him to leave his people is because he wanted. God goes out of his way to show that he made a nation out of one man. It was nothing about the man himself. Or in other words... It was undeserved grace and favor from Almighty God. And so anyway, he visits Abram and he says, hey, I'm going to make a huge nation out of you. I know your wife can't have children. I know that I'm telling you to actually leave the only people you already have. And I'm telling you to go to a land you know nothing about and don't own. And I'm going to give it all to you. So God was going out of his way for this guy Abram to say, I'm going to, I'm going to take everything you know away from you, but not because I'm mean but so that I can put something in its place that's way beyond your imagination. I'm going to include you in a story that's going to give so much meaning to your life beyond your wildest imagination, and here's the only thing I'm going to give you. Trust me. Just come my way and trust me, and I'll show you the way, and I'll take care of you. Okay, so if that if any of that sounds familiar, that's because that is the Christian walk, and that's exactly what God did for Abram. So he started that way, ends that way. God doesn't change his mind. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he just comes to Abram, not going to give you a lot of details, and just says, come with me. Okay? Now, that finds us. So though at least knowing that little bit of background will help us a lot when we go back to verse 1. So let's get our context now. After these things, okay? 
So there's a lot going on. Genesis 15 calls him out of the land. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not. All these words are important, so tune in. Fear not, Abram. I am your shield. Pretty neat. Your reward shall be very great. Okay. But Abram, I love the honesty of the Bible. Abram speaks for all of us when he says, Oh, Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless. You said you're going to make a nation out of me. I don't even have one little boy, one little girl. What are you going to do for me? I continue childless. And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. So this is evidently a guy, a trusted chief servant that was working for him. So he's going to have to just leave everything to him because he doesn't have any of his own, own kids. Verse 3, And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. Now for all of you out there who like to fake things for the Lord, and it's a safe because you're just listening. No one can see you. So raise your hand if you're somebody who likes to fake things for the Lord. Like God isn't really doing what I ask him, so I need to make it up or make it look like God's doing something for me. Let these verses be a lesson to you, man. God doesn't need you to fake it. In fact, he doesn't want you to do that. He told Abram he would bless and make him a nation, and Abram right back to him, I don't have any kids. You said a nation, but I don't have anybody. I'm going to have to leave everything to an employee because I don't have anything. Verse 4, And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man, this employee, shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside. I love this, one of my favorite scenes in the Bible. So you turn on the imagination now. He brought him outside and said, look toward heaven. Okay, so you're outside looking up at the sky before light pollution. So there was no gas stations and Mm. stadiums and all this stuff. So you're out where you can actually see just massive oceans of stars and galaxies. He brought him outside, said, look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. Now, with your, you know, with a uh, QT right next to you, you probably can number the stars you can see. But back then, you're looking up out in the wild country. You're looking up, man, you're looking up at a vast ocean of stars. If you are able to number them. And then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Okay. So that's what, so he pulls him from, he says, leave everything you know, come my way, trust me, and I will do things in your life that you couldn't possibly do for yourself. I will use you in my grand story. You will be a blessing to the entire world because through you will come Jesus Christ, the Savior of all mankind. Now, these are all things that are said and, you know, he doesn't spell it out that directly, but he spells it out pretty good. I mean, you just heard it. So shall your offspring be. Verse 6, Abram hears this from God, looks at the visual stars in the heavens, and he believed the Lord, and that was counted to him as righteousness, okay? So, so important here. There's so much theology, and you got a lot of you guys at home know this. There's so much theology behind the Lord counting righteousness to somebody, a sinner like Abram. What does Abram know about Jesus? What does Abram know about imputed righteousness? What does Abram know about how many, you know, you with me? He does, what's his theology degree? Where's he at? Nothing. He's just standing out there with God, and God is saying, if you put your trust in me, that's what I want. I want you to trust me. And he believed the Lord, and he counted to him as righteousness. That's why Abram was okay with God, because Abram trusted God. All right? So now we, now, so man, fast forward to where we are today. We have such a huge privilege because God has dumped riches down upon us. If you're listening to me anywhere you know, almost anywhere in the world, 
You've been get, we've all been given huge riches because we know so much more than Abram knew now, and we are responsible for what we know. We know that eventually Jesus Christ came from his line. We know that um, God had passed over former sins in the past, and now he requires all people to repent and put their faith in Jesus. We know all that, but man, what a huge privilege, and yet God's heart stays the same. He's looking at you, he's looking at me, and he's saying, I can do things in your life that you would not believe, and I'm even going to go out of my way and kind of pick people who who definitely could not do for themselves what I need them to do. And all I need you to do is trust me, and that's why you're okay with me. That's why I will count you as righteous before me is because you put your trust into me. So pretty cool. So that's the um, the context leading up to verse 6. So what did the what was the original author trying to communicate to his original audience? The best we know is that Genesis was written for the people of Israel. So these things were collected under Moses and presented to this people of Israel that God had rescued from Egypt and said, you are a people. Here's your, here is your history. Here's your past. Here's how I started you. So here's this nation that has been rescued from slavery, and now they're a new, brand new nation heading through the wilderness for guess where? The promised land, exactly where God told Abram to go and he would make him a mighty nation. So this nation has all these, you know, they've been waylaid, they've been made slaves, and now God sets them free and says, hey, I'm not done yet. You guys are going exactly where I told Abram you would go. And he brings them there. And this Genesis is written for them to encourage them, to show them who they are, to give them their history, and to show them, look, it's always been about put your faith in me. It's not been about what you can do for yourself or what are we going to do or how did we get out of Egypt? Oh, yeah, God rescued us without any help from us. Well, then how's he going to conquer the promised land? Well, go ahead and read the book of Joshua if you want to know that. All right, so so shall your offspring be, and he believed the Lord and accounted to him his righteousness. Verse 7, and he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur. That's his original hometown. So if you think your hometown's got a goofy name, at least you're not from Ur. Of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. Okay? And then, of course, he goes on to ask him some stuff, and how will I know? And God gives him a vision, and it's all good stuff, okay? But just keeping with our verse of the day, wow, man, there's dynamite in here, and you wouldn't even have known if you don't go back and check out a lot of your context there. You believe the Lord, and he counted to him as righteousness beautiful thing it's right here at the beginning of our history with god you know abram is the foundation of um our redemption and the the why why god comes to you in your life and calls you out of what you know you know i don't know where god found you but he found me um smoking meth selling drugs to people trying to find some kind of happiness or a different way of life because i just was trying to do everything i knew how to do to just be happy for once and that's where God found me. He just came into my whole mess and said, hey, I want you to leave all this. I'm not going to tell you how it's going to end up. He didn't come, you will be a pastor and do a scripture podcast. Mm-hmm. No, he was just like, I need you to leave all this garbage and just trust me. And believe me, I yelled and cried and asked him all kinds of questions on the way. You're going to help me? How are you going to help me? I got no job, no skills, no college. I'm an idiot. I'm an addict. I don't know what to do. I'm lost. I'm scared. I'm not married. I don't have any kids. Help me. I don't have a church, you know. <laughs> And God just trust me, man. Trust me. I'll do through you what you, what you don't understand. So, all right. So there's our verse. Whenever you read uh, Genesis 15:6, you'll know a lot more now. And if you're afraid of Genesis or afraid of the Old Testament, go back and read Genesis chapter 15. It's all good. Okay. It's all good. All right. Well, thank you for being uh, with us. Um, we will be with you every day that we can. Um, so usually it's Monday through Thursday. We'll be recording an episode. Um, we just do the best we can. 
And uh, as always, thank you so much for the feedback. Got a fresh email um, this week from someone here at uh, Crosspoint encouraging us and thanking us for the podcast. Man, that is encouraging and keeps us going. Um, We actually got a letter from someone in England uh, thanking us for the podcast. Hey, thank you. Thanks for listening. It's awesome. Um, Love to to be reaching as far as we can uh, to help people break down scripture. Leave a comment also. Leave a comment. You guys want to... Uh, Crosspoint Scripture T-shirt. We could we could make a T-shirt. We could be you could be part of the part of the uh, the in crowd. Exactly. The cool how, kid. How is he going to get into the in crowd? You just don't ask. Am I right, Easton? Yeah. I mean, you know. All right. So you guys leave a comment. Let us know what you like. Let us know some things you'd like to see. Um, if you want to just say something mean, like about Easton, for instance, just just save it. But otherwise, leave your comments and questions, and uh, we love you. We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>